Hey everyone. <laughs> there you go. That was you're welcome. That was a good intro. <laughs> I think so too. That was a good intro to another episode of the Super Divorce Supercast here. Um I don't know where you're listening to us. You could be listening on iTunes. You could be listening on superdivorceme.com slash supercast. You could be listening on SoundCloud, or you could be listening on some sort of app that allows you to subscribe to different podcasts. What do they call those? Uh, uh, an aggregator or something of that nature? Sure. It just pulls all, it pulls all your stuff in. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like you got a web set up. Uh-huh. You're a spider. And you made a web catching shit, catch all your different podcasts and all your stuff. Yeah. If you have an aggregator or an ag aggregator, I don't. Then you could be listening. Aggregate something. I hope you're listening. Uh, If you're not listening and you're still hearing this, then that's really weird. (laughs) You're a Martian. We have an okay show lined up for you. It's early in the morning. Right now it's, well, it's almost noon, but it's early for us. We got started early. We had to get started early today. No beer. Coffee. Just coffee today. It was a coffee talk. Yeah, coffee talk. (laughs) And we talk about Nick going to Boston. We talk about some video games and movies. Yeah. And uh, we talk about how people don't want to bang your kids. It was a good show. It was. You'll see, because it's coming right now. Bye. Bye. Hello, welcome to another show. Hey, everybody. Linda and I are uh, wasting no time this morning. Morning. Yeah, this really morning. morning. It's super weird. Um, Nick is going out of town with his little family. And so, he's not going to be back before next Tuesday for us to record again. So, due to different circumstances, we are forced to record at, what time is it? It is about 10.45 in the morning. Which is very early for us to be doing this show. And very early for us to be hanging out. Yeah. I don't, this is probably the earliest. Well, maybe we've left for a show or something or... uh, uh, maybe when we left for uh, Michigan to do yeah. that that EP that could for be. Sleep Star, I bet we left pretty early. Yeah. I mean, we've been together and needed coffee. Yeah. But, well, there's something. We're drinking coffee. That is, yeah, unfortunately. We have to it's drink coffee. A little today. too early for beer right now. Yeah. Some people would probably say it's never too early for beer. <laughs> I am not one of those people. <laughs> I don't know. You have to go to work soon, right? At two, I mean, at 2 o'clock, okay. yeah. So, I mean, once you take Lazarus to school, I'm going to have to find somewhere to dig around. Because I'm too, can't go home too far. Go to nostalgia. Yeah. What's today? Tuesday? Saga comes out tomorrow. So there's really no point in going until tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. Half price books. Or you could go look at the antiques downtown. <laughs> That's true. I could do that as well. Or I'll just sleep in my car. You could do that. Mm-hmm. How did Super Tokens go last night? Uh, well, I, you saw some I of saw it. I saw some of it, yeah. I played Mega Man X last night, and um, I didn't have much fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did it, you know, I... I could have looked up which order to go in and kind of used a guide, but I did not do that. I just jumped into it. I'm not a Mega Man expert, so, um, you know, I I did my best. But the Mega Man games are notoriously hard. They're not they're not games for casual gamers, I would say. Yeah, which is so odd. I, I think you, you might have talked about it a little bit during the show last night, but I... It's weird to me that a game that's so difficult has such the the following and the even the the commercial notoriety that it has. Yeah, I feel like people the characters lovable enough. 
mm-hmm. little Mega Man, you know. But as far as gameplay goes, I mean, I I think I did talk about it a little bit on Super Tokens, which if you haven't checked it out yet, I do a streaming show on Twitch every Monday and Thursday night at midnight, and um, I'll post uh, three games up on the Divorce Club. Um, and also on my personal Facebook page and the Super Divorce page uh, in a poll form, and I'll let people choose which game they want me to play on each particular episode. Anyway, last night I played Mega Man, and what I was going to say is, growing up in the you know late '80s, early '90s, Mega Man was a huge game, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember renting it. I never owned a Mega Man game, but I rented it quite a bit. And I had friends who really loved Mega Man. But I don't remember any of us being particularly good at the game. <laughs> it was like, it was cool and it was fun to play. You're like running around, you get to blast stuff. But it was almost, you just enjoyed that part of it. And I didn't know anyone who had ever beaten the game. Back then, I think beating a game was like a huge accomplishment. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something that people just... Today, it's like, well, you beat the game, you go trade it in, you get something new. Back then, it was like you owned a game for many years, and you you never got through it. Yeah. And maybe someday, you know, you you get the the right strategy guide, or, you know, you find out about a cheat code that allows you to finish the game to completion, but beating things straight up used to be much more of an accomplishment than it is now. Yeah, I mean, you know, we both worked at GameStop, and there were plenty of people at GameStop that would come in and get, like, a used copy or sometimes even a new copy of, a, of like, the newest game, whatever it may be, and they would just take it home, and four days later, they'd be back, and go, I didn't like this game. Right. But really, you straight up know that they just went home and played it for like 72 hours and beat the whole thing and just want their money back. Or, you know, some people would play a game such as like Arkham City mm-hmm. or one of these open world type games and they would just run through the story yeah. mission and then bring it back and say, this game was so short. <laughs> game <laughs> sucked. <laughs> I don't understand. It, there's just, like, nothing to it. Like, it's really short. It's like, yeah, someone brings in Skyrim, they play it for ten hours, and they're like, there's nothing more to do. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, but I guess for a gamer like you, you don't like doing side quests. And yeah, and not necessarily. Like that, so. I just, it just has to be structured in, like, the perfect way, I think. Because... Batman is a good example. There were a few side quests that it gives you the opportunity to do them like almost immediately. Like it puts you in a situation and uh, you kind of feel like you have to solve that situation. So you do it and it ends up being a side quest. Like uh, whenever you partner up with Nightwing, and then Nightwing stays in the city to take down, like, the Penguin's drug and arms dealers. Well, like, anytime you meet up with Nightwing, that's kind of, like, what you're doing anyways. And so you're just, like, completing a side mission, but also you're advancing the story and stuff like that. And I remember once the... Like, out of nowhere, Two-Face, like, hits a bank. Robs, tries to rob a bank and it sort of like shows up as an alert like hey this shit's happening like right now you know you can do it or not but like it's going on and so I went and did it and just like doing that first one activates like two more bank robberies before you finally arrest him but then you've completed the whole side mission so yeah but there were other missions like uh, the bodies being strung up around the city with the opera music or uh rescuing the firefighters like that was something that i just i didn't even pay attention to unless by some weird twist of fate i heard opera music while i was swinging through the city and then i'd be like oh okay i can do that but if i didn't 
fuck it. So you play as kind of a disinterested Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't be bothered. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm just like, Arkham Knight's doing shit. I need to take care of that right now. If I happen across your problem, I'll help you out. But if not, you're on your own. Huh. Okay. Well, maybe after many years of crime fighting, that's kind of <laughs> what it gets to. I mean, that's kind of what he's like in, well, sort of what he's like in Dark Knight Returns, except more like just beating the shit out of people. Yeah. Did but you know, speaking of Dark Knight Returns real quick, there's a, you know, Frank Miller did the, the second one, the Strikes Again, and then he did the Master Race. There's a, a, a graphic novel can't remember the exact title of it but it's supposed to be part of that trilogy but be a prequel and explain why batman went into retirement in the first place is it coming out or is it already i think it's out already already out now yeah did miller do it i want to say miller did it and i could be wrong but i think john romita jr did the art oh i think i'll have to look that up Yes, it's it's a graphic novel. It's not. It didn't come out in comics. Okay. I just found a graphic novel, a very short one, but it looked cool. Um, Gotham by Gaslight. You heard of that? I have. And they were going to make a game of it. Yeah, I've seen the test footage. It looks so cool, and I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought it looked really cool. I think. I think. I wish they would have worked in that as like some sort of mod to Arkham Knight, or or you could have a, a time traveling yeah or a time traveling or segment something. or even a, a DLC you know like I don't know enough about it to make a think to make a full game. I mean, really, honestly, the best way you can even do it is just make an Arkham game, but yeah, make everybody steampunk looking. I just know he was, he's trying to chase down Jack the Ripper. That's the oh, story that's that. cool. That's cool. Wouldn't it be cool if he was like trying to do that and then like the very end, the twist is that like the Joker is Jack the Ripper? Yeah, that would be cool. Be Maybe that's what happens. I hope so. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> I hope so. That would be rad. But um. Yeah, on Mega Man, going back there, um, it is strange, like you said, that that game is the kind of cultural phenomenon that it is when so few people have probably even gotten all the way through one Mega Man game. Yeah. Like, I, just a couple months ago, I got the Mega Man Legacy Collection on PS4, and I think it's got one through six, and I... <clears throat> I beat Mega Man 1 finally <laughs> 31 <laughs> years old <laughs> and I've been playing it you know since I was probably like 4 you know it's probably the first time I played it was like 4 or 5 but yeah and, and even that game like the Legacy Collection comes with a little cheat sheet uh-huh. and it tells you the order to go in when you're uh-huh. playing you know through different bosses uh-huh because that makes a difference. You need certain power-ups to be able to stand a chance against certain bosses at the end of these levels. Right. And if you didn't know that, you'd just get to a boss and be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Right. So, maybe through years of trial and error, some people just... Figured it out. Yeah. God. I would have lost interest. Oh. So quickly. Well, it's this, you know, it's the same thing with, like... The Legend of Zelda. I mean, that the original Zelda game is just like, here's a sword. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, that's it. And then you just kind of have to go, and like, there's just no, there's no direction, there's no anything. I mean, again, it's it's weird that you go back now and try to play these old games on Nintendo and on NES and stuff, and they're just so so difficult. And there was no internet back then. Yeah. So unless you just were lucky enough to get a strategy guide or something, mm-hmm. I mean, you were just fucked. 
or you like lived next door or in the same neighborhood as like a teenage gaming prodigy yeah. that would like sell cheats for yeah. <laughs> you know 25 cents or something but we couldn't just i mean gaming culture was not what it is now right you couldn't just go to the bookstore and find these strategy guides you know there was no game stop yeah so Every now and then, you'd see on like the magazine rack, it'd be like cheat codes, <laughs> whoa, extreme cheat codes. Yeah, <laughs> it'd just be like a book with a few games, and it'd have cheat codes for some of them. Or, you know, I think Nintendo did a pretty decent job putting out strategy guides back then, but again, they were still tough to come by. Right. So. Yeah, it's where they got you with the uh, like Nintendo Power and stuff because mm-hmm. I feel like they would always run a short walkthrough. Yeah, in all those magazines. But you had to convince your parents to like get you Nintendo Power. That's true. Mm. I used to get Nintendo Power a long, long time ago. That was a good, good magazine. I mean, I remember when they canceled it. Yeah, and stopped making it. I just read that uh, there was an archive online where someone had, like, scanned in every issue of Nintendo Power. Yeah. And just a few days ago, Nintendo, like, had it taken off the internet. It's like, what? You're not even fucking producing the magazine anymore. Right. You just don't want people to have it. Like, that's just so shitty. Absurd to me. I don't understand the reasoning behind doing something like that. In my opinion, it just makes your company look like shit. Yeah. Because you're taking the hard work of people who are obviously fans of this publication and be like, nah, yeah, we didn't say you could do that. that. Mm-mm. Well, it's like I I read an article about this uh, Pokemon, uh, I think it's called Pokemon Uranium. Have yeah. you seen that? Mm-hmm. Like totally fan made with like 150 all completely original new Pokemon and new classes and a new team a new like bad guy team and all this stuff and even the article was like uh it's now available for download but get it now because who knows how long it'll be up before Mm -hmm. nintendo like steps all over it it's just like somebody puts all that time i mean i heard about that game like a year ago maybe yeah people put all that time into creating this game and then nintendo's just like hey you're not allowed to there were developers uh, doing like a remake of Metal Gear Solid, mm-hmm. and Konami made them stop. Just doing it for fun. They weren't going to sell it. It was like, yeah, I think. I mean, I I understand like in principle that you don't want somebody like rebooting or like copying you or whatever you know making something that people could regard as a real product i mean it's not like this person with the pokemon game is calling it like mini monsters uranium like yeah. he's calling it it's called pokemon uranium version or whatever it is so like i under, i understand that but at the same time like if they're not creating this thing and making a big pro uh, uh, making money off of it a profit or you know something like that then just just let people put out free mods or free versions or what's the big deal like you know they always say imitation is the greatest form of flattery but I guess recreation is not I guess not <laughs> or it's like well maybe we had that that idea yeah. <laughs> It's like with the magazine thing with uh, Nintendo Power. It's like, well, maybe we're going to put all those issues up. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah. I highly doubt Nintendo is going to just, okay, we're going to make a subscription service where you can go online and read old copies of Nintendo Power. It's like, they're not going to take the time to do that. Because probably no one's going to pay for it. But I feel like it's one of those things where if you knew about it and it's free... You might be like, oh, it'd be fun to see which games were in Nintendo Power in like 1993 or 94 yeah. and then just browse around a little bit, but I don't think it's anything you would make money off of. No. It'd also be fun to see screenshots of like 
Super Nintendo Castlevania with the caption like, look at these amazing graphics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So realistic werewolves. And speaking of realistic graphics on Super Nintendo, I don't know if you were watching last night when I was talking about the first time I played Super Nintendo. There was a, a Walmart in Cherry Fork, Ohio, <laughs> which was like the big city, in quotes, near my uh, great-grandparents. They lived in Winchester. and uh, Two places I've never heard of, and I've lived in Ohio my whole life. It's like part of Ohio that you never think about. Yeah. It's like east... Okay. It, you know, it's, it's like east of Columbus, but it's also south. Okay. So it's just, you can't even imagine what's there. I don't even know there. what's there. Yeah. yeah. I've never been to that part of Ohio ever. I feel like when you think of Ohio, you've got like a route in your mind where you can picture certain cities, you know, yeah. and it seems like southwest Ohio and then like... You kind of go up to the middle in Columbus. Yeah. And then you can branch to the top left and top right yeah. of the state. But, like, what the hell is in the southeast Ohio? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's there. Right. <laughs> so that's where they live. Okay. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, I remember going to the Walmart and just going through their electronics section, and I saw that they had the Super Nintendo set up, mm -hmm. and I didn't have one yet, and I was just blown away. They had Super Mario World that you could play. That was like the demo on the unit. And uh, yeah, I remember just my jaw like hitting the floor seeing... Because I was used to playing the original Super Mario Brothers and right. Mario 2. And Mario 3 was cool. But going from Mario 3 to Super Mario World, seeing Yoshi. Got this little dinosaur you can ride around on. It was awesome. And then before I actually got the system, I don't know if you remember this, but you could actually rent game systems from Blockbuster back in the day. Really? Yeah. I don't think I remember. I don't think I remember that. I, I might have been just missed that. I feel like. Yeah, because I got. I ended up getting the Super Nintendo like the year it came out, and then the next big thing was for me anyway. I wasn't really interested in the PlayStation for whatever reason, but I just I was fucking out of my mind about the N64 and the first year it came out you like couldn't find them anywhere really so I remember renting the N64 console <laughs> and Blockbuster several times because you just couldn't get it in stores yeah and again no internet so no Amazon no eBay you're just like calling every fucking place every day right do you guys have an N64 do you have an N64 no 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 until finally you find one but yeah there was a bit of that with the, well, not a bit, there was a shitload of it with the Wii. I oh, remember yeah. when the Wii came out, and even with Amazon and eBay and stuff, like, that shit was still, you couldn't find it anywhere. I remember I asked, I think I asked for it for my birthday, and ended up getting it as, like, a Christmas present, because it came out... I think around holiday, yeah. and then I probably didn't get it till the following holiday. Like, there was a whole year where people were just like, where I can't find one anywhere. And even, I think even still, after that year or so, my grandma was still, like, calling stores, you know, and finally she, Meyer got, like, four of them in, and she was like, hold one, and went and bought it. I, uh, I got one the year they came out. But I was lucky enough to get kind of, I, I got a tip from the guy that worked at GameStop in, mm -hmm. in the Dayton Mall. And um, I had gone in like, you know, this it was close to the holidays. I was getting it for Jess for, uh, uh, for Christmas. And so when I went in, the guy was like, well, we don't have any, any today, but we might have some tomorrow. And... <laughs> You know, kind of the, eh, yeah. they might be here. So I went in to the mall at like, whatever, they open at like, or the mall doors open at like five in the morning or something crazy like that. And I 
waited around like all morning. I was there for like five hours before oh my God. I saw their uh, their people like taking the shipment out and putting stuff away. And then I went in and they had some. But yeah, that was it was crazy trying to find one that year. They were insane. It's it's, it's weird to think about because you know now you can just go anywhere and get a wee and. Yeah, I was at buybacks the other day, and there were like 15 of them in a case, and it was like, we, you know, $90. (laughs) And and then you think of like the absolute bumble just that the release of the Wii U was. Like so many people didn't even know it was a new game system. Yeah, they they marketed that so terribly. They should have just called it the Wii 2. Uh-huh. And like, I don't know explained what it was a little yeah. better because i remember uh working at gamestop so many people thought that it was just the tablet yep i got that all the time all the time although i still think that 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 tablet well it was a cool idea i just i think playing a game with that is just too weird i i never i mean i don't have a wii u but every time i'd like you know, we'd be bored at GameStop and I'd play around with the demo station or whatever. It was just like, it, I, I, ne- I never liked, never liked it. I, I got pretty used to it, I think. Yeah. I mean, I really don't have a huge selection of games on the Wii U, but the games that kind of make use of it are cool. I remember on Zombie U, you can you can kind of keep your inventory on the screen, so yeah. you don't have to go into a different menu. menu. You can just select stuff. I, I think I never played it, but the whatever Batman game they released on it, I believe, worked the same way. Oh you yeah, have your map on it. They did. I think they did Arkham City, and it was called yeah. like Armored Edition. The right, Arkham City Armored Edition. Speaking of controllers, and also segueing into another, I've actually been playing another game recently. But uh, I went back to PS3 to start playing one of the games I downloaded from Humble Bundle. It's uh, Remember Me from Capcom. You don't appreciate how good the PS4 controller is until you try to play PS3 for like an hour. Yeah. It's bad. Like, I I always thought that, like, it wasn't that bad of a controller, you know? Like, it, it was all right. I think I did honestly prefer the 360 controller. I did too. To the PS3, but... It's it's so weird how just that subtle like extension in length of the PS4 controller just makes like all the difference. And kind of like where you're holding it in your hands, yeah. you know, they're it's, they're much more rounded on the PS4's right. controller. And the PS3 almost came to a point. Mhm. And it's I mean, it's not unbearable, but it's it definitely feels like I'm almost trying to crush it between my hands because it's so tiny, you know? But anyways, Remember Me is a Capcom game. Obviously, I got the Capcom Humble Bundle. But it's actually pretty cool. It's really, it's interesting because uh, it has a unique combo system. So, like, the story of the game is it's set in the future, like, 2087 or something like that. And, like, pretty much everybody has bought in to this device called a Sensen. And it's kind of just like this holographic, I don't know, circle, you know, kind of turns or whatever. And it just, like, hovers above the back of everyone's neck. And it controls your memories. So you literally, like, upload memories into your Sensen. And then you just have them always and uh but the you know so now the corporation uh memorize or whatever is essentially has a monopoly on everyone's memory in the world so like and they can exploit it and they can like manipulate it and stuff like that so you play as like this character who's you know, kind of a, a member of the resistance trying to bring down Memorize and whatever. But, so the combo system is really interesting because you can unlock, like, little 
nodes, and they're just the buttons on the controller. But when you place them into these combos, it'll give like different effects. Like, okay, you have this node and it's triangle. Well, this particular one will give you health. So like if you place it in this combo, it'll give you health when you land that hit. If you place it like farther in the combo, so it's at the end, it'll yep. give you more health. So the key is to like try to create longer combos with like different power moves and health moves and whatever. Is it like an uh, kind of action adventure? Third, game? third, third person, person? Yeah. kind of like a shitty Assassin's Creed. Okay. <laughs> you know, that like lots of very uncharted uh, rock climbing and, you know, climbing buildings and stuff. And then very uh, Arkham City uh, combat. Okay. Where like the enemies will kind of give you a heads up before they attack. You can dodge uh, and like continue your combos or whatever. You can switch from person to person and stuff. But then there's also these really interesting segments, although they're a little long, but it happened for the first time when I was playing yesterday. She has this glove that she can like tap in to other people's sense and then go through like their memory. So for example, this woman is trying to kill your character because... She wants the money for her ransom to save her husband, right? Okay. So you go into this woman's memory, and you basically, it shows him, and he's kind of freaking out because the sensens can malfunction, and then you lose all your memories, and then you go crazy and kind of like turn into a vampire-looking thing. But he's like real sick, and she's like transferring good memories into his brain to help him. And it's kind of working, but he needs more treatment, so she needs money. Well, basically, in order to call her off of you, you rewind her memory, and there's different things you can interact with. And so you have to find the right combination of, like, you change the injection the doctor gives him, you move this cart, you turn on this machine, la-di-da. You find the right uh, combination, and then you play the memory forward, and the doctor just kills her husband. Hmm. And then when it comes back into real time, she completely remembers things differently and ends up joining your team because she wants to bring down the corporation for killing her husband. Interesting. The only problem was that whole segment took like 20 minutes. Oh, really? Just like rewinding and you got like the wrong sequence of events. So you yeah. have to rewind it again and... You know, I killed her one time instead of her husband. <laughs> like, and then it's just like, oh, you can't remember things if you're dead. So you got to do it again. I'm like, oh, okay. But overall, it's a really interesting game. It's very, I feel like it's pretty unique. Do you think you'll finish it? I think I'll play it some more. Yeah. Uh, I only have like two combos, you know, for my fighting. So I'd be interested to see what more you can unlock and how much you can... And you can customize them at will, like, any time. You can do it in the middle of a fight, I think. You just go to the pause menu and move stuff around. Remember me. Mm -hmm. And you're selling it as a shitty Assassin's Creed. Uh, I think... Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like Assassin's Creed meets Batman Arkham, the Arkham series, because of the, I don't know, futuristic... It's just unpolished. I feel like Capcom overall is like kind of unpolished. Yeah. Just in a just in a way. Like their character design is the same across like all of their newer games and it, there's just something off about their characters. They're they seem very rigid. I feel like Capcom has kind of I don't know. They've kind of taken the back seat. They really have. I they, mean, they used to be one of the biggest companies you can think of when it came to gaming, but now you don't really hear much as far as like, oh, you have to play this new Capcom game. It's, no. It's more like, well, Capcom made a different another game. 
Yeah. And it's out now. And, and you know, it's they've had the Resident Evil games that have been pretty successful. And I think, but it's almost like they put all of their efforts into Resident Evil and then, like, literally anything else they do kind of suffers. Nowadays, at least. And they refuse to do anything with Mega Man for some reason. Yeah, well, that's why Mighty Number no. 9 is out. Yeah. Which everyone hated, anyway. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, I would have thought people would have liked it for the same, just because it was literally Mega Man. Uh, from what I heard, it really missed the mark. Yeah. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. But... I guess the guy who made it basically said, "Well, at least, at least I gave you a game." <laughs> like that was that was kind of his his explanation. It was like, "Well, it might not be a good game, but it's a game, oh my God. so you should That's be happy." Oh, so what do you uh, do? You have anything coming up? What are you gonna do while I spend the next week in Boston? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, no, this weekend is Days of the Dead. Okay. So I'm gonna go meet uh, the the killer, the girl from Sleepaway Camp, and uh, then I'm gonna meet Napoleon Dynamite as well, John Heater. So that's gonna be fun. Are you taking anything to get signed? Uh, I'm actually kind of at a crossroads with. With Sleepaway Camp, I think her name is uh, Felicia or something. But I don't know if I want to get my movie signed because it's really it's odd. But I have it on Blu-ray. But a lot of my movies that are signed, I like two two DVD inserts, right, or the slip covers. Um. Not even the slipcovers. The, the things that come out of the plastic. Two of those will fill, like, an 11 by 14 frame perfectly. Mm -hmm. And you just stack them on top of each other, and they fill it, and it's amazing. So, I have, like, I don't know, eight movies that are signed or something. A couple more. But I have four frames, and they're just perfect or whatever. Well, Blu-ray cases aren't the same size so if i get it signed and want to frame it and hang it up i kind of just have to put it in a frame by itself and i'll not that i wouldn't mm -hmm. do that but it's just kind of like you lose the integrity of like having all of these other things that are uniform and whatever yeah. and i'm about that I'm, yeah you know i'm all about i get it do you have any other like sleepaway camp memorabilia i have nothing no so it's a toss-up. Is like, do I try and find something at the convention? Because a lot of times, at least the smart retailers at the conventions will try to stock up on memorabilia that is directed towards the guests. Yeah. You know? So there's a good chance I'll find some cool stuff. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I'm going to take my movie, obviously, um, to... Just in case. Yeah. But... It'll, it'll, I'll have to see, I'll have to see what I want. As far as Napoleon Dynamite goes, though, I have a special edition DVD that I bought, and it came with, like, a 4 by 6 picture of him and Deb dancing at the high school dance or whatever, yeah. and I want, I want him to sign that, <laughs> that picture in particular. Are you going to get that frame? I'm going to put it in, like, a pink best friends yeah. frame, yeah, and, and hang that up for sure. But that's what's going on this weekend. Also, well, that's the same day as my birthday, obviously. Uh, Thursday, uh, the you know, day after tomorrow is we're seeing the premiere of Thirty One. Yeah, that's right. And have you heard anything about it yet? Nothing. No, I've heard like zero. I don't know if any reviews had come out or if they have, I'm not looking at them. I'm I'm kind of excited to. I've seen the preview a couple times, and I, I mean, I know what it's about. I've read, like, a two-sentence synopsis of it, or synopsis, but I'm excited to just, like, go in completely unencumbered by opinion. That's what I did with uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Did we talk about that mm -mm. at all? No. Well, I haven't seen it. But. Okay. 
Yeah, but I, I remember when it came out, like a few days before all these reviews started being released and everyone was like losing their minds and it's like, oh, it's going to be so shitty. And I didn't read anything because I was like, well, I don't want to know any particulars. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear what people are bitching about. I just want to see it and decide for myself. Yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> I agreed with everything that I heard afterwards. Yeah. It was like, uh, like, I don't think it was the worst movie ever made. I, I wouldn't say it was awful, but there were awful parts about it yeah. that really brought down the overall quality, in my opinion. Well, I really was disappointed to hear that there's so little of the Joker in it, which is weird. It's I hate it when movies really push something in advertising and then don't deliver at all in the film. I honestly would say that that's probably a good thing. Well, I, I mean, I read your Facebook review, and I know you were absolutely not a fan of Leto's joke. I just thought it was awful. Really? I didn't... I, I, I said I can see where he's going. I can see what he's going for when I'm watching it, but he's just not getting there. Uh-huh. There's something... There's like... It, it's one of those things where an actor's trying too hard, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I heard about all the stuff that he did and the method acting, and, like, no one on set ever saw Jared Leto. They only saw the Joker. And he only interacted with his castmates as the Joker. I think Will Smith said, I I never met Jared Leto. <laughs> I only met the Joker when we were filming. Yeah. So, you hear about people taking their role so seriously, and if it works, great. But if you if it feels forced then that's where you're just, like, embarrassed for the person, you know? Yeah. And that's how I felt about him in that role. It's like you're you're following up some great actors who've played that character before, and I don't hate Jared Leto. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, I don't I like him. But in that particular, in that particular role, in that movie, it was just annoying. Mm-hmm. There's nothing uh, scary about him. Yeah. I guess. Ledger's Joker was scary. It was, yeah. And Nicholson's Joker was like crazy. Yeah. Know? And he was he was crazy scary. Like yeah. I mean But he also had like I think he had uh, a little bit more levity, there was there was more humor there than in Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Well and I think but the movie I think was tailored towards that. Yeah. I mean Tim Burton's Batman movies are they have that that dial of humor kind of turned up just ever so slightly you know whereas Nolan was trying to go for the dark and gritty and I think so I think each of them played to the strengths of the movie and fit like right in I mean Ledger fit right in with Nolan's universe and same with Nicholson and Suicide Squad Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like Jared Leto's Joker is just douchey. Yeah. And I don't want the Joker to be a douchebag. <laughs> That's just a bad you want way to be for the evil. character. Right. That's just a bad way for the character to come across. Yeah. As a douche. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't be. The tattoos don't help. No. And the grill and like the way he. The way he laughs is all of it just eh. yeah i think that he was the worst part of that movie will smith was great uh-huh. i would watch a standalone movie of him as deadshot Dead and harley quinn great most of the cast was good yeah but uh yeah i don't know i i just i know you really liked batman versus superman I did, but I, I just can't help but feel like DC is just missing the mark most of the time with their live action stuff. Yeah, they are, and I mean, there there are things from Batman versus Superman that could have been done much better. But yeah. I think it's um, it's the best of DC's like new cinematic universe, right. and um, I don't know. I, I think that people are still tough on Affleck for no real reason just because it became cool somewhere along the line to hate Ben Affleck 
even though everything he's done for the past several years has been pretty great. Yeah, I agree. I don't hate him. I like him. I was always on board with him as Batman because I was like, you never know. You just yeah. don't know until you see it. And I haven't seen it yet, so I'm still on board right now. I just don't know exactly where DC is planning to go. After Suicide Squad, I don't know. It just it feels like there's no there's no continuity between all these yeah. movies. Like each one feels so different. Well, yeah, and I feel like they're really they're trying to throw as many characters out there as possible. I don't know if it's like to get a leg up on Marvel or what, but I mean you've got you had Superman and then you had Batman vs. Superman, and you pack Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Doomsday, Lex Luthor. Like, you, you pack all these characters into this movie. And then, right after it, you release Suicide Squad, and you pack another eight characters in there, or whatever it is, you know, ten even. And, and then the next movie on their list is Justice League, where you're going to pack uh, Flash and Cyborg in there. I also saw that apparently Affleck released footage that Deathstroke is going to be in Justice League. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's been rumors that, like, Green Lantern will make a cameo. Oh, Aquaman obviously will be in yeah. it. Like, you're putting him in there, too. So... You know, and then you're gonna dial it back and do a Wonder Woman movie, and it's and just, then a standalone Batman movie, right? And I've but I've also heard. So speaking of packing characters, that Guillermo del Toro is working on a Justice League Dark movie. So you end up with Constantine and Zatanna and Swamp Thing, and you know all that stuff. It's just like you're. How are we supposed to know? All of these characters. How are we supposed to keep track of all this? You know, I mean, I, I think I, I, I don't want to say Marvel's falling flat, but I haven't seen Ant Man, and I haven't seen Captain America: Civil War, but I know they're really they're starting to go through changes because people's contracts are up and they don't want to do the movies anymore and now they need to figure out what else they're going to do and well i feel like there was a good time with the batman vs superman movie the tone of that movie was was pretty dark yeah but the studio apparently got worried because of the reviews and people saying oh this is too it's too dark it's too depressing so then you hear about them changing Suicide Squad's cut and trying to make it, you know, lighthearted, lighthearted and funny and add all these humor spots in it. But that's Marvel's shtick. I feel like DC had an opportunity to differentiate themselves by going in a darker direction and not trying to just do what Marvel's doing. Yeah. Because to me, I think Marvel, I don't know... I know they're going to be changing things up, but I think they need to they need to find some way to, to keep it fresh. And DC could have done that. They still can, I think, but they have to be okay with forging their own identity. Which is what which I don't which is why I don't understand why they just don't. I mean DC is just darker than Marvel, period. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying they're literally trying to be something that they're not. They're trying to inject humor into characters and situations that don't call for it. When you have Batman, who is just like this tortured vigilante, you know, taking out criminals and putting them in jail, and it's just like a complete opposite, attitude-wise, of Spider-Man, who's like kind of upset his uncle died and just makes jokes while he's fighting. I mean, that's the whole deal. No, and there's more characters like Spider-Man in Marvel, and there's more characters like Batman in DC. So why aren't they just running with what it is? I don't. I mean, it's not like it's not like their movies are are failing at the box office. Yeah, they're just getting panned by critics. Yeah, but it it seems like the people who are fans of 
these characters and these franchises are pretty okay with how the movies have turned out. I mean, for the most part. So, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 st- I need to jump on it and see, you know, really catch up on the DC stuff. Because I haven't seen Batman vs. Superman and I haven't seen Suicide Squad. Maybe we can do a viewing of uh, Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Because I got the, the extended cut and I haven't watched it yet. I heard it was good. I, mean, I heard, I heard, it, was, I heard it makes the movie like much, much better and I already liked it. So yeah. I'm excited to see. When you when you think about like 30 minutes of extra footage, it may not sound like a whole lot, but if you think of like <clears throat> two minutes tacked on to 15 scenes in the movie... That's a lot that could happen right. that you didn't get. So I think you could change the movie in a pretty big way. Yeah. So I haven't uh, really read about what those changes are. I've just kind of kept myself in the dark. That's how I like to do it. Yeah. Until I see it. We do. Uh, you have any cool, any cool plans while you're in Boston? I'll probably visit Walden Pond. Yeah. do that every time we're out there where uh, Henry David Thoreau made his home mm-hmm. and uh, probably visit Ralph Waldo Emerson's house like do that while I'm there like doing this old man stuff <laughs> I'm gonna go see uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go see Thoreau's house <laughs> go walk around Emerson Walden. too walk around Emerson's house and, uh, what else um, I don't know we we might go into the city one day, mm-hmm. perhaps. Haven't really planned it out too much. I mean, even when we went there for our honeymoon, when we went to the East Coast, uh, we didn't plan anything. The only thing that we had planned was we were going to see the Yankees and Red Sox play uh-huh. in a playoff game. But that was the only plan we had on our entire honeymoon. The rest of it, we just... Drove to New Jersey first, and then went to Jane Silent Bob's Secret Stash, and then we drove to Cape Cod, and uh, the reason we went to Cape Cod is when we were in Jersey, we were, we sat down at this hotel, and they had like free internet, um, like computers with uh-huh. free internet, like in their lobby, and uh, I remember getting on there. We were like, where should we go next? I don't know. Let's just pull up a map of the East Coast here and see what's nearby. And I saw a place on the map called Sandwich. And I was like, why don't we just go there? Because it's called Sandwich. <laughs> and that's where we went. And oh my God. we ended up staying there for a few days. <laughs> a few days? Yeah. Like, it's not like, uh, this sucks. Let's just stay for a night and move no. on. It was like... It was fun. A couple days. In it was sandwich. the oldest town on Cape Cod. Okay. Very old. Named after food. Yeah. <laughs> and there, we took a picture because their their police cars literally say sandwich police on the side. <laughs> <laughs> so, we made a few jokes about that. As a good uh, yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> That's good. It's like you're putting the wrong toppings together. <laughs> That's worth it. You know what? I take back what I said. That's just having a cop car say sandwich police on the side is totally worth it. It is. <laughs> sandwich police. They have a very nice glass museum that we went to. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm surprised they don't have a sandwich museum. Me too. Well, I guess... Come on, cash in, sandwich. What are you doing? The glass museum... Is technically a sandwich museum. Yeah, it's in sandwich, which is not for sandwiches. They should have a, a museum for sandwiches. Allow me to clarify. We did see uh, live glass flowing when we were there. That's cool. That is cool to watch. I like that is that's an interesting art form, one that takes a long time to master. Yeah, I couldn't do it. No. Well, maybe with years of training, but I I'm don't like you, hot things. Despite being a cook, I it seems like a bad, it's a bad character trait for you to have if you are a cook. It's just, I, you know, 
I frequent it's it's more like every time I open the oven and I have my towels to pull out the hot trays, I just always worry that the towel is just gonna disintegrate and my hand is just gonna collapse this hot, you know, metal pan that's just come out of a four hundred degree oven and then I'll never feel anything again. I was just watching, have you seen the show Cooks vs. Cons? No. Have you heard of it? One time, I think, but I don't know. I think you should try and go on it. Yeah? Yeah. Cooks vs. Cons. It's on Food Network, Uh huh. and the premise is you've got four people, and two of them are actually cooks in real life, and two of them are people who are just faking it. <laughs> so, like... It's, they know how to cook, kind of, but they're not like they don't cook for a living. Uh-huh. So you could be one of the cooks, and then you'd be going against like two people who just aren't, uh-huh. and like the the judges don't know which is which. Everyone's trying to convince the judges that they are actually cooks, and then they have to try to figure out which two people are actually cooks and which two aren't. And uh, yeah, they, but what happens if? They think you're not a cook, and you really are. It's happened before. Oh god, that would just be embarrassing. <laughs> I would, yeah. And sometimes the sometimes the person who is a con like ends up winning. Uh-huh. Like I watched one the other night where the woman who won, like they were all convinced that she was a professional cook, and she was like, "No, I'm I'm a scientist." <laughs> she's like, she's like a uh, what she say she did for a living. She like studies. Um, she studies HIV and she's like trying to create a cure for it basically that's like what she does but But somehow she can make a good souffle yeah (laughs) and it's not like it's not just like here make this dish it's one of those deals where they give you ingredients and And you get to create something yeah I don't know I would be too scared that they'd be like you're not you're not a cook come (laughs) on like well yeah, I just I guess I just I just cook for old people, so maybe that's why. I think there was a person on there recently who who worked at a retirement home. Yeah. So you got the credentials. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can make food look pretty good. I think. I know you you posted some nice pictures on Instagram. Yeah, like pretty food. Didn't you make what was it? Uh something with chicken recently oh yeah like chicken alfredo chicken roll-ups yes because you had a pun about uh, i'm i'm afraid oh these aren't for you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah those are real simple you just take chicken or rotisserie chicken you know so you can break it up or pulled chicken or something you mix it with alfredo sauce and you cook lasagna noodles, and you just and you roll them up, and then you cook them, bake them for a little bit, and then you get it's almost like you get your own little personal mini lasagna because all the because rolling it up gives you different layers and stuff. They were really good. I made them at home that night too for Lindsay and I. Sounds uh, kind of like manicotti. Yes, a little bit. Kind of. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, same probably the exact same principle. I'm a big manicotti fan. Are you? Yeah. I don't think I ever had it until uh, I met Jess either. Mm-hmm. Her, her mother makes it, but I never had it growing up. Well, with you being pescatarian now, sometime I'll have to make uh, like some crab roll-ups or something. I don't think I've ever had crab. Ever? Well, maybe like crab rangoon. Uh, <laughs> but I've never eaten just crab. Well, I'll have to make like crab cake for you mm-hmm. and then maybe some I do do little crab alfredo roll ups or I would, something. I would like that. I bet you would like enjoy it. it. Sounds good. I never get to I've never had the thought that I would get to cook for you because you were just vegetarian. Well no more. Mm-hmm. Now you can make me fish whenever you <laughs> <laughs> when I have salmon at work I'll bring leftovers over here. Alright. Because it's wonderful. Well, I think probably 
probably call it a day for now. I don't know how long this one was, but... I don't know. I'm going to have to get my boy to school. Yeah. That's, you got to take the boy to school. He's a big preschooler now. <laughs> got to go sit in line and drop him off. Oh, boy. Yeah. They won't let you walk him in or let him out. It's, uh, it's very rigid now these days. Yeah. With all the... I imagine. The, I imagine why, but that's... All the stranger danger. Silly, and, yeah. Yeah. I don't think... It wasn't like that when I went to preschool. No. It was just like... All right, see ya. And now there's a whole process to it. Really? It's like there are eight designated parking spots in front of the building, and those eight spots are the cars that get to actually like open the doors and let the kids out, and like a teacher is there to take them in. And then when those cars are done, they pull away, and then the next eight pull up and take those spots. But like. There, if you don't get there early, the line is like out into the road. I mean, it it gets nuts. So I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, keep the kids safe. Whatever you got to do, I guess. But it's also kind of silly. It is. I think just so. just a little. But you can't like, I can't even get out of the car to help Lazarus out. Yeah. That's they like send you sent home a paper the first day and it's like protocol for dropping off and picking up and it's like do not exit your vehicle someone will be around to help your child and I think people should have a little bit just despite the times people should just have a little bit more faith in other people I agree than that because most people don't want to fuck your kid yeah that's <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Everyone out there, most people don't want to fuck your kid. Yeah. So. If, if you or, or, you know, or shoot your kid. Or shoot, or kidnap, or kidnap. and torture. Yeah. Most people don't want to do those things. Most people just want to let your kid go to school. Most people don't care about your kid. <laughs> That's better. That's... Most people don't give a fuck about your kid. You can extend that. Most people don't give a fuck about you either. True. When you think you look like shit. No one and cares. And you're worried. And no one cares. Yeah. If they do care, they care for like two seconds. Right. And, and then they've forgotten they about you care. completely. It's like, man, that guy looked like shit. And I, then, yeah. I think people should have a little bit more faith in people because that's the problem, I think. Like, like just, just trust each other and we won't have all this. I don't know. Maybe we will still have people running around killing people. That's a conversation for the next podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about like going to the airport and uh, getting your butt searched. Yeah, getting felt up by people and <laughs> the TSA. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna go take my boy to school and sit in line and go through the uh, rigid process that is <laughs> dropping off your child at uh, preschool. Or, uh, well, preschool through third grade, actually. Oh, boy. They all have to do the same thing, so. Have fun with that. I will. I'm going to find something to do before work. I wish you luck. All right. Thank you. And, uh. We wish all of you luck, too. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. child molestation yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know if wonderful is the operative word but it's a thing that happened on this well cast. it's not wonderful that we ended up at child molestation <laughs> or that we have to talk about that but i'm saying it's, it's just uh, a, it's a it's a wondrous process yeah the that process we the, go that conversation takes us on the discussion course mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. course the discourse the discourse <laughs> course a course of course um, so there's another show, and, uh, hopefully you've subscribed to this show. By now. By now. Come on, if you've heard the last four shows or so, just, just subscribe already. I mean, why not? Because, so, 
then you never miss an episode. Yeah, exactly. And who would want to miss an episode of the Super Divorce Supercast? Probably, I don't know, an idiot. <laughs> Good call. Good like call. an idiot. You're an idiot. Or the guy who's listed. The guy who's listening. Who's not listening to the show? Yeah, that guy. That the Martian. The Martian. Hey, Martian. Stop listening, <laughs> or at least subscribe to us. Jeez. If you're gonna listen, then just listen to us. You know. Yeah. If you're the Martian guy out there listening, but you're not, you didn't choose to. You're just hearing us right now. Then um, tune in for real, so that yeah. it, it shows. Right. That way we can see that we're we're reaching more people and that people are enjoying the show. And it helps us. Yeah, as they should. It boosts morale. It does. What it does. But if you're listening illegally through your mind and we don't see the fact that you're listening, then it, it just makes us feel like we're not growing our, our listener base. You're not helping anybody, Martian. Stop it. Just so you can listen to us on our website, superdivorcing.com, or iTunes, or SoundCloud, or an aggregate or something <laughs> or other. Uh, the web. The web. The spider web. The spider web of app stuff. Find an app where you can listen to podcasts. And look out for Super Tokens, my streaming stream show. Mm-hmm. Mondays and Thursdays at midnight. And I've got my shit set up, so I'm going to be... Uh, Playing all sorts of games across all platforms now. That was Sounds a arduous task to get that set up, but I did it Success. because I believed in myself, and I believe in you too. And yeah, I, and I wish you luck. We wish you the best. <laughs> wish you the best, and we'll see you next week. Yep, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Super divorce.